This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hi, this is Keith Still with Hunting for the Cure, and you're listening to Impact Outdoors Podcast. He was actually on Facebook one night, and a guy that he had gone to high school with, his son was in the hospital with cancer. And so he actually, like, I don't know, it was like 10, 11 o'clock at night, he's like, I'm going to the hospital. I'm like, what's wrong? Are you okay? No, I'm fine. I'm fine. And so he went and delivered some stuff, and then like a week or so later, they met and had lunch and they were hunters because we really weren't hunters we we were from the city we were city slickers and um so they had come out to our property and it just they just in conversation god had just he worked and moved things out and so we had a first hunt in november we had two kids and so the one boy his brother and then the other child's um cousin actually came and so we started that first hunt with four, four kids. For instance, we had a uh, military vet that came back, served three tours after, after Afghanistan and Iraq, came home, but didn't go home. I mean, he didn't go home. He came out and uh, volunteered to do some videos with us and, um, for a TV show. And uh, uh, next hunt, he came back again for a turkey hunt. His father had come down. And he sat in the lodge with me and uh, basically began to weep because he was like, what'd you do to my son? And I'm like, I did nothing to your son. And, uh, and I could tell, you know, as he, as he began to cry, I mean, he's like, um, you, you, did, you did something to my son. I'm like, oh no, sir, I, I didn't do anything. I'm just a facilitator. I try to get out God's way. Uh, and it, really, that's the truth. We, you know, we try to let God lead where we go. But what's amazing is although he didn't call home, for a few years, after he came out and spent time with these kids, he felt compelled to call his dad. So, so he was—he was—he um, 
he was hurt from what he experienced in war, came home but didn't go home, but then did the experience with us. It was a healing process for him. Pretty amazing, pretty amazing. But that's a spiderweb effect, uh, an example of what God did. We had no idea that that was going to do that. Um, but the blessing that, you know, when we began this, we thought we were going to bless these children, these families, and we do. But honestly, I, I'm not so certain we don't get blessed more. Hey everyone, welcome back to this week's episode of Impact Outdoors Podcast. And a couple weeks ago I got to travel up to Nashville, Tennessee for the NWTF convention there at Opryland. And if you've never been to the NWTF show, you have got to go see it at some point. It is just so much fun. There's so many people to see there, so many things to do. And you got all the turkey calling going on, um, all the vendors at the sports show, which is just unbelievable. There's like between three and 400 vendors there. Um, everything you can imagine turkeys is there um, and so much more so we had a lot of fun up there um, for for the week and um, while I was there I got to meet a gentleman Keith Still and his wife Sonia who started Hunting for the Cure which is a non-profit group that uh, they put together to give the opportunity for kids who are fighting cancer um, a chance to get out and go on a, on a hunt whether it be for deer, turkey pigs, you name it, they've done it, and they've done such a good job um, bringing these families together and providing an atmosphere that they can come together and feel feel safe and feel like family and, and meet other people going through the same things that they're going through, and uh, just just a, you know, a, really, a really cool story how this all started for them, and can't wait to bring you their story on this week's episode, so let's jump right into it and meet hunting for the cure welcome to the show we are uh, here at the nwtf convention 2022 i'm here with my friend keith yes, from hunting for the cure and and uh you know this has been a, a great show we've been excited if you love turkeys this is the place to be here in nashville and um and uh sonia what do you think about all this it's definitely an experience this is our first time here and we hear lots and lots of turkey calls, and <laughs> yeah, that is true. Yep, <laughs> but it's a good show. It's a good show. Well, um, well, we were walking around on day one and uh, seeing you guys here at the booth, and and um, I believe I'd already seen y'all stuff on face Facebook or something, and uh, um, through some other people sharing stuff, and we stopped and talked, and uh, but why don't y'all um, you know, kind of just give us a breakdown of what this program is, what it does, sure. and then we'll kind of get in real quick about how you guys started all this. Okay, um, so we started back in 2011, and what we do is we take kids that have been diagnosed with cancer on hunting and fishing trips for free. Um, and something that's kind of special about our program is it's not just the child that's been diagnosed, but their siblings can hunt and fish too, because it's a family fight. Um, and we're also not just a one and done, so they can come back for multiple hunts. And so, like, our family just continues to grow and grow, because once they become and they do their first hunt they become our family right and we just love on them and it just you know other families previous families love on the new families and so it's just it's a really it's a special thing mm -hmm. absolutely so um you know it was like what was kind of the 
the thought process behind this? I mean, what what was y'all's background and, and kind of what was the reason y'all y'all got into really? Well, we because this this is a big commitment. And yes, I know it comes yes, from the heart and, and it's it's a God <laughs> thing. I mean, Absolutely. we had we had some property. And we wanted to do something. Um, I know you guys can't see my husband, Keith, but he is Santa Claus. And he has <laughs> Santa's heart. And he always wants to do everything bigger and better. Yeah. And so he wanted to do something with kids. We really had no idea. Um, we're fortunate. Our four children are healthy. So it's not like we have a child mm-hmm. with cancer. And so we prayed about what sh- can we do? What should we do? Right. And then he was actually on Facebook one night, and a guy that he had gone to high school with, his son was in the hospital with cancer. And so he actually, like, I don't know, it was like 10, 11 o'clock at night, he's like, I'm going to the hospital. I'm like, well, what's wrong? Are you okay? No, I'm fine. I'm fine. And so he went and delivered some stuff, and then like a week or so later, they met and had lunch, and they were hunters, because we really weren't hunters. Mm -hmm. We, We were from the city. We were city slickers. And um, so they had come out to our property, and it just, they just in conversation, God had just, he worked and moved things out, and so we had a first hunt in November. We had two kids, and so the one boy, his brother, and then the other child's um, cousin actually came. And so we started that first hunt with four four kids, and our biggest hunt, we've had how many kids? 36 yeah 36 so wow. it's just grown and our we've got a turkey hunt coming up march 25th through 27th that'll be in dublin georgia mm-hmm. and we've already got 20 plus kids registered by the time we're done yeah. we'll probably have close to 40 kids Dang. Yeah. that's yeah. that's amazing yes. you know and yes. it's funny how god works because uh it seems like these things just i mean they get put on the right people's laps at the right time and and uh absolutely it's, it's definitely a god thing there's no it doubt is. about it uh uh, we early on when we started the, the program, um, we had no idea mm-hmm. what we were doing. Just being honest, um, as she said, uh, you know, I, my background of hunting was was small game. Okay, you know, dove, quail, rabbit, stuff like that. Never hunted deer in my life, and um, we were fortunate enough to have this plantation just bless more than we deserve. And um, we spent like about a year praying about it, and uh, God put it on our heart to to do something with children with cancer and. Um, we've been doing it since since then, and you know we had a reporter come out one time, um, and uh, he was interviewing my wife and I for a newspaper article, and he shared with us. He's like, we shared about the passion about what we wanted to do and help these families, and uh, he's like, Keith, you don't see it. He goes, you don't see the spiderweb effect, and um, I'm like, well, I think I do. I can see her today to you without a doubt. I didn't see it, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and, and I can't tell you today that I actually see everything that God has intended and planned. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so many f- factors that have come to play where God has placed His hand and directed certain things. Um, for instance, we had a uh, military vet that came back, served three tours in Af- Af- Afghanistan and Iraq, came home but didn't go home. I mean, he didn't go home. Yeah. He came out and uh, volunteered to do some videos with us and um, for a TV show. And uh, uh, next hunt, he came back again for a turkey hunt, and his father had come down. And he sat in the lodge with me and uh, basically began to weep because he was like, what'd you do to my son? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I did nothing to your son. And, uh, and I could tell, you know, as he, as he began to cry, I mean, he's like, you um, you did you did something to my son i'm like oh no sir i i didn't do anything i'm just a facilitator i try to get out of god's way uh and it really that's the truth we 
you know, we try to let God lead where we go. But what's amazing is although he didn't call home for a few years, mm-hmm. after he came out and spent time with these kids, he felt compelled to call his dad. Yeah, isn't that awesome? So, so he, was, he, was, um, he was hurt from what he experienced in war, came home, but didn't go home. Right. But then did the experience with us. It was a healing process. For right, him. the kids like brought him back to life. Yes, you know and they, so they helped heal him. Yeah, and his hurt. You know, by Pretty just amazing. spending Pretty time with them. But that's a spiderweb effect. Uh, an example of what God did. We had no idea that that was going to do that. Yeah. Um, but the blessing that, you know, when we began this, we thought we were going to bless these children, these families, and we do. But honestly, I, I'm not so certain we don't get blessed more. Yes. Yeah. And I know um, we were talking a while ago about like the program me and my wife do with the, the brigades program back in Texas. And, uh, you know, you deal with these kids. You know, we're with them for a week. We feel like we know them before they get there mm-hmm. because we've read all the stuff about them. They've submitted and, and kind of have an idea of what they like and, and do. Too many spend the time with them and, and get to bond with them and, and, and um, become friends and stuff. And at the end of the week, you're just like, you know, everybody's a big family. Sure. And, and then you do. You see the effect. What, what the what the kids can get out of it and go out and, and community do and, and what you guys are doing is, is just amazing um, you know and there's a lot of groups out there that do good things you know sure. but a yeah, lot sure. of times you know the heart's not always 100% back there I can tell just from meeting y'all um, Thursday that that's 100% not the case with y'all y'all are fully behind this and, and, and uh, doing God's work so um, you know what um how many hunts do you think y'all, or events do y'all normally do a year? Last year we hosted 70 families and 112 kids. Last year. 112 kids. Uh, and so this year, um, I mean, just our one turkey hunt, we're, we're expecting 40 kids. Wow. Um, so we've grown every year. Um, you know, we do it as much as our budget can. Yeah. Every dime that comes in goes back out for the families. Uh, it's been that since day one. Um, so we, we bless as many families as we can, mm-hmm. you know. And what I really love about the program, as, as um, again, as God has led, we have, for, for instance, a, a child mentor program. Uh, we didn't know that was going to come about. It just happened. We had a, a young girl named uh, Megan from North Carolina. Okay. Um, first came to our program. She was 12 years old and um, could barely walk when she first came to our program. And uh, hunted, uh, harvested her first deer with us. Um, years later, uh, she's in remission. She's 18. Uh, she actually came back to become a guide. So we have multiple That's kids cool. that have come through yeah. our program. You know, we can sit in a stand with a child and say, we understand, but the truth of the matter, we haven't experienced it. We haven't walked the walk. Yeah. No. But when that child has and comes back and sits with a child, mm-hmm. man, they have a conversation that, that we can't. There's yeah. no way. Yeah. And that's, and that's pretty amazing, pretty and, amazing. And another thing to that fact, obviously, kids with cancer, unfortunately, not all of them, mm-hmm. you know, go into remission. And so we have some, some children that we have lost. But just because that child's gone, that family is still yeah. our family. And so mm-hmm. they Amen. still come back and participate. And so we have a family um, with some older brothers, and their their younger brother lost his battle, and... They come back still, and now the, his oldest brother is a guy. Mm-hmm. And, like, he guided a, a girl who lost her brother. Yeah. And so that, you know, attachment, that understanding, no one else knows that mm-hmm. but the two of them, you know. And yeah. so it's just really special, and it's, uh, that's just one of those spiderweb effects that we really had no idea. Yeah. I mean, and really, we've just kind of let it grow 
Um, you know, one of the other things that we do, and, you know, Keith was just driving down the road meeting a fishing guide, and God spoke to him and was like, okay, you need to feed families. And so we now have a program um, that we provide meat. So taxidermy, or not the taxidermy, the processors mm -hmm. will donate venison. Um, some of our families, the kids that harvest the meat, they're like, you know, we have enough, so they donate what right. they've harvested which is a really awesome yeah. for them to give back that way and um we've got some cattle farmers that will donate beef and i think we've got some chicken and pork and so families can call us and say hey you know because obviously the financial burden is there mm -hmm. and meat is expensive especially you know? today exactly yeah. especially today yeah. and so that's you know that's just another one of those ways that we've kind of grown and we just continue to pray and see where God leads us. Yeah, yeah. We ship actually ship ship sixty five pounds of meat on dry ice, you know, across the nation to families that that, that request, you know, assistance, and mm -hmm. uh, it's completely free to them. So, you know, when you go to a grocery store, the most expensive thing you purchase is protein, your meats. Yeah. Um, but if you think about it, um, nine times out of ten, mom quits work to take care of her child. It's her child. She's mama bear, mm -hmm. uh, and you know, income's cut in half. But their bills don't cut in half. Their mortgage yeah. don't say, oh, you're going through this. We're going to reduce your mortgage. Yeah, they don't right. do that. So your bills don't get cut in half. And so it puts a financial strain. You know, unfortunately, 70% of the families that go through this ordeal end up in divorce. Mm -hmm. Which is, it really truly breaks my heart. Because, yeah. um, you know, you can take a child who, who beats this horrible disease. Beats it. Then loses mom and dad. Yeah. It kills me. It just kills me. Yeah. And I think that's probably... 99% of people don't see that, that yeah. side of the effect that it has. Um, and and you really don't. And even like, and, and we didn't, you know. And 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 one, one year, Keith was, you know, because September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. And we just said that it's just the one month, you know, and that there's, you know, only 4% of funding goes to childhood cancer, which is just utterly ridiculous, you know. But he was posting and he was getting frustrated. Why do people not understand it? And I was like... Babe, we didn't understand. Unless yeah. you're in it, it's in you your backyard, so yeah. to speak, you don't know. Mm -hmm. And and one thing we've learned is even though like they're in remission, they have problems for their they're dealing with it. You're in remission, but you're still going to the doctor every six months or every year, getting scans, getting all this mm -hmm. stuff, going I mean, so people just really have no idea what these kids and what these families go through. And the amazing thing that we have learned is these children and these families I mean they're just I mean they truly they, they lift us up they bless us they're, they're mm -hmm. so strong and they just they're just beautiful and they just they're courageous they truly are warriors and I mean I have just the utmost love and respect for them because you know like we get up and it's like oh I got a headache my back hurts and it's nothing you know mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that it's, I don't know why God chose us to do it, but I am so thankful yeah. and so blessed. And, you know, we, our younger boys that participate with us and they learn to serve. And, you know, it's beautiful to see when we have these big group hunts. And when you look, you don't, you can't distinguish like which child has cancer and which ones don't mm. or whatever, because they're just all they're just playing they're just having a yeah. good time and living and their life yes yes, yes. living their life 
you know, know, trading the hospital gown for camo, as we say, mm -hmm. and just having a good time. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. <coughs> so I know I know um, this program is not just y'all. I mean, you got the families and stuff, but y'all have got to have a, a giant group of volunteers that help we do. put on we all this stuff. We have some amazing volunteers. We may be a little biased, but we think they're best. <laughs> I mean, they I truly mean. are. I mean, these guides will come out, and then they will reach back out to families on their own time. They'll they'll take the kids, you know, we're not even having a Hunting for the Cure sponsored hunt. They'll meet up with families, go to mm -hmm. dinner, take them for hunts, you know, do make guns to give yeah, kids. It's not I just mean, a once a year no, thing. Oh, they come and, no. and, and volunteer their time. That's yes. a commitment. The we, vo our volunteers are the best. They really are. Yeah, on the line, I'll, I'll tell you that uh, on our website, it's talking about having a servant's heart. Mm -hmm. And truly, that's what we look for for volunteers, whether or not they have a servant's heart to serve. Mm -hmm. Truly. Um, you know, it can't be about an individual. Right. And if they have the right heart, then they fit the mold. Yeah. And that's because it's about serving because you're serving the families. It's not about me. It's not about Sonia. No, not um, at all. You know, it, it's about the families we serve. Yeah. And, and so we, ha we have, I don't know, 100 that volunteer that, um, yeah, it's just, it's just amazing. And they give selflessly of their time mm -hmm. yeah. to, to, to make the spokes on the wheel go around. Because you're right. There's no way she and I could do this by herself not possible yeah you know well um as far as fundraising and stuff like that goes um because i'm gonna we're gonna bring some special guests on here in just a second but uh um how do y'all raise the majority of your money i know y'all do a lot of raffles and stuff like y'all are doing here you've got shirts and stuff that everybody loves shirts and things like that but i mean what's the what's the way people can really help you guys well i mean they obviously can donate it to us online um we do get a lot of donations online um, at honeyforthecure.org. Mm -hmm. um, so we do have families that give monthly donations there. Um, but we do various functions throughout the year. We do oyster roast, pig roast. Um, we do a 30-gun, um, a 30-day 30 raffle in June, mm -hmm. uh, which last year we were blessed. Um, we sold out uh, 1,000 tickets in nine days. Wow, that's uh, Raised 50, 50 grand <laughs> in nine days, uh, which was what's a blessing. Mm -hmm. um, so we do gun raffles, and then we do various events um, uh, to, to raise funds. Yeah. And then, of course, we have some sponsors, you know, we that, that bless us. Real Trees bless us in, in the past and continues to bless us. We're, we're thankful for them. Um, you know, they donate all the camo for the kids. Um, and, um, yeah, so it's, it's really a community support as far as everybody participating and helping. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, we're always looking for, you know, more sponsors or corporate mm -hmm. sponsors. or Absolutely. So if anyone out there, you know, knows someone that, oh, you know, we'd like to donate to someone. You know, yeah, we have more, we have more kids and resources. Yeah, that's the fact. Yes. I have kids um, registered um, um, that that are in the uh, in line waiting. To be honest with you, right? Uh, more than we can do because, so like, when we fly a family in, you know, we're flying the entire family, siblings, and everything. I mean, that can run up to five, six thousand yeah, dollars. You know, our big group hunt that we'll do in Dublin, Georgia. We rent a hotel at this point. 
And you know, that hotel bills ten, twelve thousand dollars for the weekend. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's a big chunk of money. Yeah, yeah. The big, big, the big annual events we do like deer and turkey, where families can return. That's where we don't do one at a. We only fly a family one time, um, but uh, but they're welcome to return to our group hunts. Right. Um, a lot of the families find the support system is huge, and that's one of the hot things we just realized uh, the spiral effect. Um, how families just because they can relate. They can relate to each other mm-hmm. uh, because they they're have a similar journey. may not be the exact same cancer, but a similar journey. Right. Uh, and so they love on each other. Yeah. And so when one is down and needs prayers, it's amazing how they would just jump in and help. Which I, That's one of the things that's just come out, which is truly a blessing. Because the families become blessings to each other mm-hmm. to help lift it up. Um, which I think is huge. Yeah. Huge. I mean, like, we fly the family ones. Like, we have some families from, is it Michigan? Michigan. Yep. So, which is a far way from Georgia that we've flown in and they have returned, you know, driving down to participate in the big group punt mm-hmm. because it means that much to them, you know, mm-hmm. and so that's about Turkey, we got them registered. Yeah. yeah Turkey, we have families coming from North Carolina, uh, Tennessee, uh, South Carolina, Michigan. Um, yeah, that already, those are states that I know they're traveling to, to yeah. join us. Yeah, yeah, we're at the show, so. Um, so got a few minutes before it opens, but uh, um, are y'all doing all the events in Georgia, or have y'all branched out and done in, in other states? Or we do we do hunt uh, all over. I mean, we go to Wisconsin to bear hunt. Okay. We go to Texas. Uh, we do various hunts out there, whether it's exotics, uh, um, black buck, or fallow deer. Or mm-hmm. um, we've ram hunted out there. We've helicopter hog hunted out there, which I think is pretty cool. Um, wow. We go, uh, we've been to West Virginia. We've been to uh, Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma. Uh, yeah, we, we, we try to be good stewards what people uh, donate or the funds we raise. And so we try to stretch our dollars. And so uh, we, may, we may join up a partner with an outrigger or outfitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, like we, we joined up with uh, Jeff Danker and Buck Venture. I've seen that with the uh, young man. We call him Tank. Yeah, Tank. Right. His nickname's yeah, Tank. Yeah, his, his, yeah. his name's Aiden. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, he gained his angel wings, but mm-hmm. um, amazing, amazing little boy. And um, so Jeff uh, was gracious enough to partner with us, and we were able to stretch our dollars and make this hunt special for him, yeah. uh, him and his family, which is a blessing. And it's, it's good to see the hunting community come together mm-hmm. to make an impact yeah. and difference. And, and, and we tr- so, we, again, we try to be good stewards with that and partner with different entities to stretch our dollars. Because yeah. we understand people work hard for their money to give to us and, 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 and we're grateful and, and we again we try to be good stewards of that absolutely so well I think it's time to bring on uh, one of our special guests on here today Mr. Uh, Mr. Hunter welcome to the show Hunter thank you so much for coming on here with us and uh, tell us a little bit um, about your journey and, and how you got hooked up with Hunting for the Cure um, in 2017 I was diagnosed with a brain tumor okay. craniopharyngioma and after my first surgery Probably not even two weeks after that they had they invited me to the deer hunt and wow. we were a little sketchy about doing it because I was just two weeks out of surgery yeah. we didn't know if I was ready to do it or not but once we did it's instantly hooked and you had fun huh? yes I finally felt normal again like the very first kid I met what had the same exact tumor as me wow. and he sat down with me and told me what it was like, what to expect, and it just helped so much because he knows what I'm going through. Yeah. And 
nobody else can really help with that besides him. Yeah. And well, and how old are you? Fifteen. Fifteen, man. So how are you doing today? Good. My tumor's stable and all that. So That's awesome. everything's good. Man. And so you started out with that one hunt. So what all have you done since then with them? Have you come oh, back? Wow. And, and I, it sounds like you've oh, yeah. done quite a bit. <laughs> Went on turkey hunt, <coughs> bear hunt, uh, alligator hunt, hog hunt. Yeah. Rabbit? Rabbit, rabbit yeah. Does, uh, <laughs> what's been the favorite thing you've done <laughs> as far as the hunt goes? What animal? Any of them. Any of them. You just like getting out there. <laughs> yeah. huh? So did you hunt before, or was it something totally new to you? I hunted before, but it's just different being with the gods and the kids down there. It's, it's a just, different experience, yes. getting to go new places yeah. and stuff. I can't I can't imagine. Man, you're pretty lucky to, to get to experience all that, especially at such a young age. And, and uh, But um, what... Um, you know, as far besides the hunting aspect, coming back and kind of helping and, and doing that kind of thing, what's been the, I guess, the most rewarding thing to you? Just seeing all the other kids, just having a fun time and just getting to talk to them and all that. Yeah. Like, I, they're my best friends now. Like just kind of giving back yes. what was given to you <laughs> in the beginning. That's got to be pretty special. Man. Yes. So, well, I, I applaud you for, for doing that now. I mean, it. It's a, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of people would probably just come. It takes a lot from within yes. your heart and stuff to, to want to give back like that. So that's, that's a really awesome deal. So, um, I think we've got your mom. Do you want to? Yeah, I'll share with Hunter. He, uh, when he first came, um, it's amazing to, the, because we don't do the one and done, you get to watch them grow up. Yeah. And which is pretty amazing. But, uh, I'll share with you something. He first hunt, he was there at the lodge and uh, I'll never forget as long as I live. Got this little kid. He, he's quick. He's quick-witted. I mean, you, you, you better be on your toes, your P's and Q's. I'm just telling you. And uh, as he knows, I like to joke around. I like to have a good time. And I love kids. I love kids. Um, but I'm going to have a good time. I mean, that's, you know. Um, and so I'm there. I, I call him up in front of everybody, whatever. And, you know, I'm just trying to give him a hard time playing with him, you know. And uh, not embarrass him, but just mm-hmm. have a good time. And it didn't matter. He gave it right back, threw it right back at me. It didn't matter. <laughs> I think he got me when I got him. And uh, he uh, he just busted out. What was it? Uh, I like big. Bucks. I like big bucks, and I cannot lie. <laughs> I like big bucks. Uh, I cannot lie. And I was everybody there just started laughing. Hilarious. But I knew from that moment on. Oh, there was going to be something you know, about it. So every time he comes to hunt, uh, we get together. Um, it's it's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. That's pretty amazing cool, young man. Amazing young man. That's pretty cool. So, well, we've got your mom here, Hunter. Won't you uh, won't you hop on and introduce yourself and well, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. You? So I'm doing good. I'm just sitting here uh, thrilled to talk to Hunter and stuff. But why don't you tell us tell us your name and and just kind of what this has done from you know because this is this is great f- for the kids and, and giving them this experience and this support and stuff but i know it's got to mean a tremendous amount to you as the mom and the family and just what what has this done on that side of things for you and um, my name's ashley and yes you're right most definitely um when Hunter was diagnosed in 2017, it kind of, you know, there's your world upside down. Um, they told us he had a brain tumor. So a lot of it was taken away from him. Um, he loved sports. Ever played every sport there was. Um, so that was taken away from him. And one thing that wasn't was hunting. Um, these guys here make sure, you know, they can get him to the stand. Um, he don't have to walk far. You know, they made it possible for him to be able to enjoy 
what he loved without having to worry. Yeah. Can I do it? Yeah. You know, but um, for me also is meeting the other families. Um, you know, when you go back home from, we went to St. Jude. A lot of people don't know what you went through there, which they're amazing. They absolutely are. But the families that we meet with Hunt for the Cure, they've been through the same thing, same thing I have. Mm-hmm. Same thing me and my husband has. You know, they have the same story. So you can relate to them. And they can relate to you. And you make that bond. I mean, of course we go for hunting. But, you know, it's it's more than that. Yeah, absolutely. And like they, you talked about the guides earlier. They reach out to my son every week. Wow. You know, sometimes it's daily. Incredible. Yeah, they, they make that bond. And um, even a couple from Kentucky um, come to Tennessee and hunt, him with, hunt with him on youth weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, so they make that bond. Um, when he goes in the tree stands with one of the guides, you know, they have their moment. They talk. They, he tells their, his story. You know, so mm-hmm. they just make that bond. And yeah. Hunting for the Cure has got us there. I mean, without them, we've never, we would never have what we have with yeah. these people. Yeah, well, it's so. just like Keith was saying, the, the spider web effect, you know. I mean, it's gone to y'all now, and then y'all are sharing it with all these other people, and there's no telling where God's going to take that. Right. You know, there's, um, you know, hopefully they're going to find a cure for all this one day, and, yes. and we won't have to do this anymore. But, right. Um, you know, until until we get to that point, this right here, you know, this is this is God's work. This is this is what needs to be done, and and providing that support and feeling a family and stuff. Which, um, you know, I've, I've been lucky enough. You know, I've got a friend that does you know some similar stuff back home in Texas, and I've been blessed to take out some kids from like Shriners and, and stuff. Mm-hmm. They're dealing with some things, and uh, it's always it's just it's just really cool to be able to help them have a great day. You know, out and. And that feeling just never goes away. So, right. Um, but if uh, what can you say if a family's listening to this wants to get involved, like, and they're still kind of hesitant, you know, it's like, like, like Hunter was saying, he's like, I wasn't really sure, you know, so close after a surgery or something like that. But um, what kind of advice can you give them, or just take that jump? Um, it's worth it. Once you're in the organization, it's okay. Yeah. Um, you're not just there to hunt. You become family, and that's 100%. If one of the other families call me and say, hey, I need you, I'm there. Yeah. Like my son's um, third brain surgery. We had a few surprises show up at St. Jude. Another family, Mr. <laughs> Keith, showed up and surprised us. And wow. they, I mean, it was great, but they don't know how much that meant to us. Yeah. You know, we needed that. Mm-hmm. And I would do that for any of those families. So if you're a new family, you know, and you need us, and it's something you want to experience, get on their website, reach out Mr. Keith. We'll be you know loving arms and waiting on you yep awesome well keith um the show's getting ready to open up here yeah, sure so um let's uh we'll wrap this up but um why don't you let everybody know where they can follow you guys sure. how to get a hold of you where to donate all that kind of good stuff and sure um they can find us on uh, uh the internet obviously uh hunting for the cure uh dot org um it's hunting for the cure dot org uh, or they can reach out to us at 706-350-1120. Um, they can follow us on social media. It's huntingforthecure.org uh, on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we have, I don't know, 30,000 followers on there. And a lot of families do find us by via referral or social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, reach out, whether you want to participate as a guide or, or, or if, if hunting's not your thing uh, and you'd like to contribute financially, yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll, we'll make sure your funds that you donate goes to a uh, uh, good cause and blesses a family. Uh, yeah. Awesome. 
Well, thank you guys so much for, for being on here today. This has been really cool. This is kind of unexpected <laughs> interview for me this week, which was awesome. So um, glad to so glad to meet y'all. And uh, if y'all ever get to Texas, all you gotta do is call and we'll go fishing. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> we do fly into Dallas. We do fly into Dallas. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So we'd love to love to help out. So well, thank you so much for having us. We All right. Well, we appreciate we it. Help, 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 help raise awareness and uh, us families. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Sounds Garrett. good. Thank you. Thank you. God bless. Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors, every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! oh. Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.